store storage space. Here's something I found on the web. <laughs> Computer, shut the fuck up. Well, I think we found the cutout scene for the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Seriously, the ghosts are, well, the idea of like ghosts or thinking about ghosts afterlife and all that spooky stuff, like I'm a believer because I've had some pretty wild experiences, but also I never had that crazy wild experience. So like everything you can have happen minus like ghosts being right in front of you going like everything else (laughs) I've experienced, but not that. So are we recording right now or? Oh yeah, we're definitely recording. I do that sometimes. I like to throw it off so we're not feeling <laughs> feeling so formal. But um yeah, like uh poltergeist stuff. I've seen uh seen the results of things flying around and uh many weird occurrences at my parents' house growing up. Um hearing footsteps and uh physically being moved and in you know, interacted with and all that kind of stuff. I've had experiences with that. I've seen what an exorcism on on the like the yoga not yoga it's like um like the reiki side of things like the like a, a exorcism that isn't like church related it's like the other side there's other ways to do it I guess but um I've seen that secondhand and uh, dream weird uh, what is that called when you see the future okay I can't think of the name um. Premonition. I've had experiences of that as well, and astral projection, which astral projection is a big one where it was like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what did you just find? So anyway, that's my own experiences I want to get into today a little bit, but I'm curious. Uh, we have Scott here. Scott really wanted to join us on the ghost talk because he used to be ghost hunter Scott Thompson. Oh, amateur. <laughs> amateur ghost hunter Scott um, before we went live, you were actually you were talking about how you would listen, you would spend hours just like listening to detailed headphones, trying to find like whispering voices and creepy things and audio recordings and what do they call that? There's a name for that. That's electronic voice phenomenon that's or EVP. So you had a firsthand experiences doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, my friend that I work with did not believe in ghosts at all. And I was into watching all that stuff on TV. Mostly every time I was, because I've had a couple random experiences in my life that I just could not explain. And when the guy that he lived with, well, not he didn't live with him. His friend he had lived with a girl and when he suddenly passed away stuff started going nuts in our house and it was stuff he couldn't explain and it was always stuff i was talking to him at work about just random ghost hunting stuff and things like that so he brought me over considering me the expert to (laughs) kind of verify (laughs) that both of them weren't insane right and that these things were actually happening so we go through, I came over to their house and 
it, they always say, it's like, oh, you're going to hear random footsteps. It's like, okay, it's probably just creaky walls or something like that. Or it's an older house. I mean, things shift around and things settle. And then it like you're sitting there and it literally sounds like someone's running back and forth on the upstairs rooms. And you go up there and there's no one there. They don't have any animals in the house. We double checked the attic and everything to make sure there weren't animal droppings or anything up there. See if there was like a raccoon or a squirrel. So then I started thinking, so, okay, this might actually be something. When you're there by yourself, being the expert, it's like, I am not qualified for this. <laughs> but it's like, all right, well, they're asking me what to do and asking me to kind of keep them calm. So it's like, okay, well, do we have any audio recorders here? My friend was a musician. So it's, yeah, of course we got a microphone. Hook it up and let's just talk to the thing. If it's there, maybe we'll pick up a response. So hooks up the microphone. We just sit in a room. Not darker and anything. It's pretty much lit up like your standard basement. And we're just sit there and we just ask random questions. Like, is there somebody here? And then you sit and they kept rapid firing question, question, questions. You can't do that. You need to wait and give the thing time to respond. And you also need that section of audio of silence so that you can listen to it back later to see if there's something in there. And we just ask, is there anyone there? If you are here, what do you want? Do we know you? Just asking random question to random question, you'd never hear anything. But then you take that audio recording afterwards, hook it up to us. We did it the rawest of the raw form at the time was we just hooked it up to a speaker and cranked the volume to where all you could hear in the background was just the static of the recording in the background. And in the background, things were coming through and we were hearing things. And we'd say, wait, no, I did hear something there. And I'm, could that be the neighbor talking? No, that's definitely not the neighbor talking. But then it's a couple of them. You, you actually started to hear intelligent responses to something that was asked. Like the, the guy that died, we, they had made him a birthday cake. And by birthday cake, it was a very loose definition. They took a 30 pack of beer and arranged it around so it would look like a three-tiered cake sitting on the table and distinctly three times in a row after we asked who you are the thing just said very quietly in the background even at max volume it just said whispered birthday cake three times and i really wish i had that recording yet that would be great <laughs> if you had that right now <laughs> But uh, I, I got to contact the guy. He might still have that. I'm not sure. He, he also might have the one from the cemetery expedition we went into after that. So is that something that chill, like freaks you out? Does that get to you at all? Or are you kind of approaching this in like a calm fashion, just like more out of interest? Like it doesn't, it freaks you out, but you also are interested because that's 
sometimes I kind of fall onto those lines where it's like I find it so fascinating and interesting. Like I will put myself in a weird situation like that where you're asking ghost questions and trying to see if you could pick up audio. And we used to mess around with stuff like this once in a while. I think, Josh, maybe you were out there at Marty's old property, like fuck yeah. around in that old, old. Like this house was like 1870s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like it was super old. But nothing ever really came out of it or whatever. But, like, it sounds like you had, like, a pretty significant experience. But still, I'm skeptical on the outside because I know how audio works. You can pick up so much random stuff. And when you have a – I'm not trying to discredit anything you're talking about, Scott. I'm just saying um, – No, it's true. You can, When you pick up – when. Because of conspiracy theory, the way it kind of works in general, if you you start putting pieces kind of out of so you said birthday cake, it, that's what you guys heard, which you probably did, and that, who knows what the if that was it, you know, you want to say like okay, that's him reaching out trying to communicate, or is it you're hearing birthday cake in general because that's just a something that exists, and maybe it's on a radio commercial, maybe it's on a whatever, and it bleeds through through the audio because I've heard that I've already turned on my guitar. And I have, you know, radio voices coming through and everything else. But I love it when that happens. <laughs> it's it's really bizarre how that works. But I guess my point being is like, is it specific enough? Is it you know, like I'm not like I said, I'm just in my head, it's like I always try to disprove this stuff so I can go to bed at night. Cause I wanna like just be like, okay, that story creeped me out. But why, you know, maybe I can explain it. So in my head I'm going. If it would have said beer can birthday cake, then I'd be like, yeah. drop my pen and be like, oh shit, and turn this fucking podcast off because I'd be I, really, really freaked. But I'm I just did like, have a moment kind of like that at one point. Okay, is the same 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 incident? Not the or same or place. Okay, not the same place. The other thing that, if you want me to continue that story, I can. Yeah, yeah, I do want to hear more of this. I'm just, I'm just picking picking for my own oh, sanity, no, no. for my own sanity here. It looks the, like Josh is just eating this all up. The, the yeah, last, I'm, go ahead. No. The, the weirdest thing that happened there the whole time wasn't even the auto, audio recording stuff. Because that, like you said, we could always kind of discredit as like, am I picking up the neighbor's random wireless phone or something? And she's having a conversation with her nephew or something like, that lives in a different time zone talking about when they're going to get together. Because I did have a guitar that used to do that, like you said. It's like I could turn on my amplifier, and the guitar pickup would actually sync, would actually link up and pick up the neighbor's wireless cordless phone. Right. So I could listen in on their phone conversations. Which you never did. You always do that. <laughs> it's always fun to be nosy. Like a good neighbor, listen to them talk. Yeah. But. At the same time, the weirdest thing that happened there was they have a downstairs area that has a utility room. And it's an older house, so this utility room doesn't have a standard door. It has a big, heavy-ass, like, made out of some form of wood that's so dense I can't even identify. That door has to weigh almost 100 pounds. And it doesn't latch in 
the standard style like you would see with a doorknob. It's got one of those metal latches, like it's got a rod, and the latch comes down and rests behind it. And it's a heavy latch because the door's all warped. Once it's closed, it's actually really hard to open that thing. And that was her second complaint, was that door kept opening up, and no matter how what she did to secure it, the door would be wide open. And so we go down there, and I double-check. Doors closed, doors latch, friends there. He double-checks if the door's closed and the door's latch. It's like, okay, if the, if the door is just, like, if something's shaking around in the room and opening the latch, maybe the inertia of the door can... Like the weight of the door, since it's so heavy, is housed a little off balance and it just swings, it slowly swings itself open. To test the theory, we got some, we got a really heavy stuffed animal tiger and set it down in front of the door. So if the latch did pop, that door wouldn't be able to swing. We tested it to make sure that the thing wouldn't move. And after a little while, we're sitting around and it's like, I think I heard that door open up downstairs. This is while we were doing those recording sessions. It's like, I think I heard that door open up downstairs. Me and this guy walk downstairs and look at that door that we had the massive stuffed animal in front of it. And I, by massive, I mean it's at least three quarters the size of a human that was sitting in front of that door was no longer in front of that door and was perfectly placed on a couch at least 10 to 15 feet away from that door, and that door is wide open. I, re like, I really wish I had had a camera at the time to be watching so that door to see what happened. So that that freaked me out again, but now I got to poke the question: Was somebody fucking with you? Is it possible that like there was no one were, else there, no one else there that you were aware of? All three of us that were there <laughs> were in that room the whole time. Jeez, okay. Like we're seeing each other on the cameras right now, where it's all continuous shot, and we can always see we don't we'd know if somebody left or got up and walked away. This is the exact situation we were in that night, and we all heard it. Mm. And all the doors and everything were locked. Nobody would, else was in there. See, those reoccurring situations, those are always like super intense moments. Like you, you because you had more people there and other people experienced it, because you saw what you saw, you knew what you witnessed, that gives it more concrete weight. And that's that's those moments can really, really fuck with you in general I, I i like hearing these stories but they do mess with me in general um there's no way i can't talk i can't bullshit unless somebody was there fucking with you that's the only thing i could give to take away the the actual fact that like it opened and placed the fucking stuffed animal out of the way like that's that's intense that's really fucking intense well it, it's not only that it's the fact that it's not like this stuffed animal was just pushed it right. was lifted a good two and a half feet off the ground and set on a couch upright and in posed position. Yeah. That's right. That's like I said, I, I, I want to lean on the, the side of like somebody fucking with you, but like, I think 
I would be fucked up if if it was that concrete. I mean, I I've I've seen things move and objects. I've never seen anything that big be moved or placed, uh, and with that obvious of a reaction, where you have three people seeking out interactions like that, and then to have it happen, just like I've never had that kind of experience. It's always been like unexpected randomness, but. Anyway, I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. I just I like reflecting on where you're going with this. Is yeah, are, do, do I, you have do you have more experiences? I've, oh, I've a, I have a, probably two more really good ones. Are they all in the same one, vein? Same no, house? No, no, not all in the same place. Okay. One of them was the same group of people, and we decided after this that hey, ghosts are real. Let's go out and try and find one. And of course, when you're young and dumb, you think the best place to go look for a ghost is the cemetery. Yeah. So yeah, if you're going to go to the cemetery, it's like anything that's there, all it wants is probably some peace and quiet. Here comes three a-holes with audio recorders and things, walking around, asking questions and bothering it. And I could have swore I kept seeing like a shadow or something following us around while we were going through there. And I finally, at one point let my buddy know, I was like, I think there's something following us. I'm not sure what it is, but it just like, it's one of those things. You just kind of see it out of the corner of your eye. Mm -hmm. So he decides he's going to go all bravado on it and held the audio recording out straight out from him like this. And all three of us are standing Right, like one side by side. And he just goes, if you got something to fucking say, say it now. And I'm, well, I'll sit there in silence waiting for a response or something to happen. And I very, like, I could, I didn't have headphones or anything on. I heard it with my own ears. I heard something. Like a little bit of a whisper or something. That's all I heard. And when we went back into the recording and turned the volume up, very clearly and at a normal speaking voice, you heard something say, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> oh, man. And then after that says that, you hear me on the recording go, did you guys just hear that? <laughs> And all both the other two are like, no, we didn't hear anything. But the recording caught it, and the fact that I heard it, to this day, I still wonder what the hell I did that pissed that thing off so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe it's not that. Maybe, like, you're more sensitive to it or something, so that's why you hear it, or, you know, who, who knows. Sound, sound, that's the other thing with sound, too. Like, not to... That specific of a word being said is very bizarre, but um, sound can travel in such a weird way that not trying to discredit again. I just like poking. I like playing the other side, you know, the possibilities. Because yeah. I've heard people, me and you are both familiar with Little Sturgeon Bay. Well, even Josh's. When you go up to the bay sometimes and it's a still night on that water, you can hear people having a crisp conversation across the whole entire fucking lake because the, oh, yeah. the way sound will travel or whatever. So like, I'm not saying that's what happened, but 
it could have just easily have been something like that where it's just like sound just you just happen to catch like somebody having a fight you fucking piece of shit <laughs> like and that's what you like i said i'm not trying to describe i'm just trying to make myself feel better about the story <laughs> and uh maybe take uh take some of that you know some of that stress off of you good sir <laughs> oh i i don't feel stress about it it's it's more intrigue like there there is certain aspects about dealing with this stuff that is part of the reason I got out of it and I don't really do it a whole lot anymore specifically as I did not understand the concept of when you go out and you actually look for stuff like this if you believe in it you start taking it home it especially when you provoke it or you invite it to talk to you you're you have to be very clear on what you're inviting it to do and if you invite it to interact with you, you, it can follow you, which happened once or twice, one time while I was with my wife. And then after that, she did not want us ghost hunting anymore because I forgot to be specific when I was in this place and we had something follow us back to the house and it was essentially pulling pranks on me. But my wife didn't understand that. You have to elaborate now. You can't go into <laughs> it. We were we were in this apartment complex, and this thing in the middle of the night, while we were trying to go to sleep, would just knock on the front door to make us think someone was there. So we get up out of bed. Well, I'd have to. It's warm as hell in that apartment, so I always had. To sleep. I got to throw more clothes on to go answer the door. And I go out, open the door, no one there. Now you'd think it's probably just me hearing some, something else, but when you live in a place, you know, when something's knocking on a specific door or something in the house, you kind of get used to where sounds come from. Mm -hmm. This hallway had a motion light. And this motion light was never tripped. Until I opened that door. As soon as I opened the door, the movement of me opening the door would trip the light. But the light was always off when I got to the door. And that light stays on for probably about 20, 25 minutes. So there's no way that something had the ability to knock on the door and then me not get there before that light turned off. spooky so was there any other other pranks or was it just the door uh, mostly just the door and like, i i always thought that occasionally i would see shadows or something inside the house see that, that moving in weird ways that like you can kind of tell when you're looking off at something in the dark if somebody gets up and moves yeah the, the lighting is just a little bit different so with the knocking and all that kind of stuff, like that was more or less my experiences at our old house. We had like, there was like shadows. Um, my wife always had like weird things going on with herself and her mood and like kind of like really weird things going on. The house, the upstairs of that old house was always just felt really uncomfortable up there. And there was a lot of different things that happened, you know, like uh, 
Maddie freaking out in the middle of the night and coming into her room and said that the boys are waking her up again and there's no there's no other boys in the house and you know uh things thumping through the hallway cabinet doors slamming um uh, the vanity bathroom doors clunking around uh footsteps on the stairs and like it would happen so often that I got frustrated by it because I was just when we were dating, I lived there, but you know we were I was only there for a few months, and I was it was when I moved in, this stuff amplified because it was like a new dynamic in the house. But they always felt like she always felt like there was a, a an older male spirit that was like tied to this place. So, oh, and they don't like change, right? And here they, I am moving in <laughs> or whatever. And a lot of crap was going on, like things and slamming and all this weird, weird shit. And so one night in, you're, you're moving a lot of stuff around. Yeah. And there, I, there's new stuff there that's not normally where it is. Stuff that was in those spots got moved. And yeah. it's my experience that those things really do not like that. Yeah. Well, yes. And uh, sort of. But this was OK. So this is the explanation that I can give to the situation. So. One night I got fed up and I, I yelled at it. I told it to fuck off because I was trying to sleep and I was just like so sick of like waking up every couple minutes to like things slamming and like not being able to sleep. And that night I fucking snapped at it like the whole bed got shoved. Like it, I turned over and I laid, you know, next to Amanda and also it was just like pff, whole bed got like fucking bucked. You know, and I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, no, no, you didn't. You know, like, <laughs> you motherfucker, like, you don't get to get, you know, do that shit. And it's, uh, it's go time. But what are you going to hit? <laughs> right. Uh, so Amanda gets a hold of her friend who performs this, uh, which is essentially like a, um, a, a goddess believing like, like I, I'm, I'm butchering the, the title for it because she was like a Reiki instructor. And like a, a cleansing, essentially, kind of like a sage cleansing kind of exorcism style thing. And the, she, uh, she did it to my wife because uh, she believed that she was the carrier for this uh, problem at the house that he was tied to her. So um, she went into like this trance and uh, the, the instructor said like her face like contorted and like all this wild shit fucking happened. And then it was just like gone. And Amanda came home. And everything in the house just felt different. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to sit here and be like, oh, I just believe that was what. Because when she said she was going to do that, I was like, whatever. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> good luck yeah. with that. You know, I didn't have, I didn't give it any weight or thought. I was like, there's no way this is doing anything. Like, this is just house. Because I just, I want to believe that, like, the house is just haunted. That's what it is. And there's just places that hold that kind of energy and so on. But I never thought about it as a person holding the energy. Now I heard another story about somebody that held on to an energy as well. I found out later on in life, which was kind of wild, but let me finish uh, this story here. So she comes home and everything's it. I'm not, now I'm seeing shit and everything just like cleared out. House was fucking great. I never had those uneasy feelings again. We didn't hear shit. Nothing fucking happened. Good to go. And I was like, okay, I guess I got to, I got to give it some, there was something that had something to do with, you know, my wife at the time, because it was just gone. That's the only way I can explain it. It was just like shh, cleansed, gone, good to go. 
And I was telling this story to a buddy of mine, and he was seeing a girl that was telling him about her having a tie on tied to this thing that would like happen. And there was like, uh, they spent the night together or whatever. And he woke up in the middle of the night with like, you just feeling this like horrible presence in the room. And he was just like, he like rolled over to her and was like, what what the fuck's going on? And she's like, she says, I feel it too or something. And it was like fucking this intense thing. Then the end of the bed sunk down and it was like this really intense, like, you know, and then, like, I don't know what he did, but I'm, he... I'm actually like, getting chills listening to this. Just right. To and, what he did was he was, like, kind of panicked about it, and then, like, it released, and all of a sudden they heard, like, just a tremendous noise bust down all the way down the stairs, and, like, just... And then it was just gone, whatever it was. And he never spent another night with her, but she explained to him that this kind of thing just happens with her. Like, she's got something tied to her that just follows her around, and she's not the only one... Or he's not the only one, not to say she's, uh, you know, but anyway, she gets around. But she had that experience with somebody else that knew the person I'm talking about. So this is like a reoccurring understood thing that where she goes, the shit just goes down. So it's like it's really like those types of stories are really intense and like weird and crazy. And you're like. You want to buy into like the idea of like other dimensional crossovers and like you can be tied to like spirits and all this kind of weird shit or whatever. Um, But yeah, that was a really intense moment. The stuff at my parents' house when I was growing up was like glasses flying and like a pickle one time flew off a fork like across the table, like like a fucking joke, like a like boop, just like shot across. But there was no way, like there was nothing there to do it. You know what I mean? It just just shot off. Maybe there was like a seed that just exploded on the inside of it to launch off the fork. But, um, like that kind of stuff and like sounds. I remember when I was, I had bunk beds with my younger brother, Aaron, and I was in the top bunk and I was, I'm trying to sleep. Allison, it was just like, I heard him run into the room, dun, 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 bed fucking bounced and like jolted. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, go to bed. All of a sudden, out the fucking room. A little bit later, jumps into the bed. I'm like, Aaron, you need to go to fucking sleep. I need to sleep, man. I need to sleep. Next morning, I wake up. I found out Aaron had a sleepover at his buddy Nick's house, and <laughs> there was nobody in there. Nobody was in the room yep. at all. <laughs> and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Because I was like, where's Aaron? Was, was this during the time that your wife was having the issue? No, 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 no. This was, I'm talking about... I'm talking about uh, when I lived, when I was a kid, like, you know, fucking, oh, okay. I must've been like maybe 13, 14 when that happened or something like that. Uh, the stuff with my wife, uh, that was eight years ago or so when we, when we first started dating or whatever. But, um, now I kind of, yeah, when we checked, so that stairs thing was pretty messed up. So yeah, basically, uh, that stuff was going down and um, the the weird turn, the last thing that really messed with me was uh, when I talked about like premonitions or like dreams. I had uh, my dad passed away a few years back and I've told the story before. You guys might have heard it, but um, my mom was struggling uh, with alcohol abuse and she was having a hard time after he passed. She just couldn't keep her shit together, which is understandable. Um, but 
it was shortly after his passing and I had this, this dream, I went to bed and it was, uh, I just saw him just sitting there and like, he didn't talk to me or like really saying, I just could tell he looked concerned. And I was like, talk, trying to talk to him like, Hey, I miss you. Are, you know, are you okay? Is everything okay? And then I got this look from him that just conveyed this message of mom's not okay. Justin can't be there. It has to be you. And I just got the message clear as day. No real physical talking in the dream. I wake up, roll over to Amanda. I'm just like, I just, something's going on with my mom. I don't, I don't know. I just had this dream with my dad telling me, you know, uh, I, I have to go check on her or whatever. So then I try calling uh, my mom that morning. I can't get a hold of her. I called Justin. He doesn't answer. But then I get a text from him shortly after. Hey, I'm stuck up in Green Bay doing this schooling thing. I, I'm not gonna be home. You know, I'm not gonna be back till later. Whatever. Like, what's going? What's up? What's going on? And I was just like, I, I told the man, I'm like, I gotta go. And I went over by my mom, and she was just a freaking wreck, like way down, like contemplating, you know, all the dark thoughts that you do when you dive into that hole. And I had to like pull her out of it and. I don't know. I don't know what the the thing that freaks me out about it is. I don't know because she didn't reach out that time. Most of the other episodes like this, there was a reach out. There was a phone call or a text or, you know, a cry for help or whatever. That was one of the, the very that was the only time that I can, that I know of anyway, where there wasn't that reach out. And I just went there. And because of that, that dream and that that moment and all you know the fact that like justin was unavailable i had no maybe a conversation from like a week back justin saying he wasn't gonna be around that day i I, i'll give it that that my brain could have stored that kind of information but i didn't recall it i don't remember any of that kind of conversation but i i just went there i helped her and then i just think about that day like what if i wouldn't have trusted my instincts i guess or that premonition that something was wrong. So that was a very, very powerful, weird dream instance that, uh, I don't know if that's exactly ghost related, but I believe no, that. that I believe that, very I had well, some, that very well could be, you know, that, that's, uh, I, I actually had a similar like feeling thing like that one time. Cause I, I used to talk about this type of stuff. I not really the most religious person on the planet. Like I think that, there might be something out there, but it's not going to be con- like the meaning of it all is not going to be contained in some book that someone else is telling you about. Are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> but essentially, if all this is going on and say we do actually leave our physical forms, which I do believe we do after you die. You don't just cease to exist. You're going to try and you can either go one place or another place, or if you have unfinished business, you might try and get someone to take care of it for you. My, my grand I didn't even think about this till you started telling the story about your father. My grandfather was my godfather growing up. And when he died, 
he knew that I didn't actually follow the strict Catholic faith that he was trying to instill in me. And one morning, well, not one morning, one night, I was playing in bed, and of course, like I was telling you in that apartment, every now and then you'd see shadows or something. And you said that you've seen stuff like that before, too, where it's almost like this weird, like, outline shadow. They're called shadow people, but it's like a shadow figure moving around. But this one was stationary, and it was kind of like by our bed staring at us. My wife didn't see it because she was just dead asleep. I actually woke her up by me doing this because I noticed this, and... I kind of sat up in my bed and this thing's just sitting here staring at me and I didn't understand what it was. But I, after how many of the experiences I've had of things just following me home or something, after I go out ghost hunting, I just kind of knew what I had to do was take a firm stance and just tell the thing that it's not welcome there. And 90% of the time when I would do that, it was just, it felt fine for some reason though this time after my grandfather had died i saw one of these shadow people and it's defaulted out and went you are not welcome here you need to leave this is my place you cannot stay here you need to leave just like some more colorful language for me during that but for some reason this particular time that i did that I suddenly felt very sad as like the thing it almost kind of like seemed to like get disappointed and start to back away and just slowly leave but the sensation I got was like you ever had a family member or something trying to excitedly tell you something and you just tell them to f off and then you feel really guilty about it yeah that was the feeling I had after I did it. Yeah. And to this day, I still wonder if that was my grandfather trying to say, Hey, you were right. Oh, <laughs> that was a weird turn. Sorry. Like, the, so that you think the, the Christianity part of him. So he was coming to just like, okay, <laughs> like, like, give no, no, up no, the, not, not to, not to say, not to say, give that up. No, no, that's not what I was <laughs> Okay. He, Sorry. He always told me is he is, he was of this belief that when you die, you die. You're not going to wander the earth and go bother people the way it's describes. Like you're either going to go one place or you're going to go the other. I see. I see. I'm sorry. And I always told him, it's like, well, why would, why this you believe in purgatory you've already told me about this why can't having to stay here and watch something be that or why can't it's like you're lumping religion in here where there might actually be just proof of something after life and you're just ignoring the fact that there might be a proof of something after life and saying that that's some sort of hokey that some sort of religion is just going to say, well, you're either going to go up or you're going to go down. That's your options. You're not going to hang around. 
And I was told, like, well, what's stop? What's stopping you? The force. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean that's the emotions thing. Is I, I when you were talking about that being conveyed is like kind of how I felt about that dream. It was like I read and understood the words by the emotional flood of that experience. So maybe you were feeling the aftermath of that and it probably more or less, you know, the banishment. And if it was your grandfather, maybe he just wanted to reach out to you. And then like, you know, it's, you were just like, fuck you. Oh, that, that's t- how I felt. It's like, <laughs> that was the guilt I felt right there. It's just like, he was just trying to say hi. And but I think, kind of I think there has to be a, a bit of, there has to be a bit of understanding there. Like your grandpa, probably didn't know that you were ghost hunting and had an understanding of how to deal with things like this. So it's, it's just a big misunderstanding that if everything's true that we're talking about tonight, then when you die, you can just go explain it and then everything will be good. The way I tend to think about it is all we really are is energy. Your brain is just essentially a computer that all the electricity and the energy is stored up in. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Go on. All of that energy is just stored inside of your brain. And all this is, is if you try and think of it in kind of a computer sense, if you have a higher consciousness and everything like that, Imagine trying to run a modern video game off of like an Xbox One off of like Windows 92. The computer only has so much storage space. Here's something I found on the web. Storage options aren't exactly the strong computer, shut the fuck up. Well, I think we found the cutout scene from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot that I had that as my activation code for my Amazon device. That's funny. So not not to cut you off, Scott, but I I've noticed that we're 45 minutes into an episode and Josh has not said a fucking word. Well, it's not interesting. Through this normally whole thing. I'm cutting everybody Josh. off and just running my mouth. So you got to so, get you got you got to have something to say. I have plenty to say, and I think I'm coming at this. Well, first of all, let me set the 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 tone here. I have never once have had any experience with anything. Uh, supernatural, uh, um, unnatural, never seen in or experienced a poltergeist, never had a dream where I thought maybe I uh, was in contact with somebody from the deceased. I've completely disconnected from that world. Now, just because that's the case doesn't mean that doesn't exist. However, I come at this in a very different way. And... I guess the best place for me to start with is faith. Um, I I don't consider myself an atheist, but I'm close. I'm agnostic to a point. um, And I think I am under 
I've, I am under the impression that there is, regardless if we understand things or not, there's always a explanation that makes sense on some sort of level. Rather, if that level is above us or not, it doesn't matter. I believe in laws and rules in nature. Okay. Now, some people alluded to, you know, us being energy and, and this and, 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 you know, crossing over to other dimensions. And I think all that stuff is fair game. But I think as far as uh, people experiencing these things, um, I think there is a psychological aspect to it, an emotional aspect to it. And I think there's a scientific aspect to it. And I'm kind of unsure which one to tackle first. And I, I'm, I have a feeling these are going to be pretty unpopular opinions, but this is why we're here. Um, <clears throat> lay, it, lay it on us. <laughs> well, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with this from a level of anxiety. I, I think, I think I can tackle this from an emotional and psychological aspect and mind you, anything I say is not to discredit anything that's happened to you. This is obviously just an opinion and what I've experienced, but so I know we've briefly touched on my panic disorder um, in another episode and things I experience as far as I will feel literally, uh, and this isn't exaggerating, I'll feel like I'll be on death's door for about three days straight at times. Like where my body feels like it's giving out. It doesn't feel natural. Heart palpitations. I stand up. I feel like I'm going to pass out all the time. Uh, my legs shake. I have vibrations in my body. And I will walk around in a cloud of um, chaos and depression and just really bad, evil feelings. I've had someone mention to me before, like, well, maybe you have a spirit walking around you or something like that. Maybe I'm attached by a, uh, and like, these are things I looked into and I'm open-minded to all these things. Um, then something will happen where I'll get a clean bill of health and a, somebody who I trust, like a physician will tell me that I am 100% healthy, 100% fine. I'm a fucking idiot. Stop worrying. When I walk out of that hospital, I felt like I just did, I fucking like snorted a line of Coke and I took some horse tranquilizers up my ass. I felt amazing, right? It's like the best drug in the world. I'm walking around and for maybe of two months, I feel completely fucked. I could take on, I literally, I can't explain to you the amount of energy that I feel. It's just positivity, right? Because somebody, because I went into, the psychological place where <clears throat> I was convinced of something and my body reacted to it because the brain is so fucking powerful and my brain made my body feel this way. And then I went to another avenue that I trusted, a physician, and they told me something that I trusted. And my body reacted in that same way, my psychological, and I have this medical problem where this kind of thing happens to me. Now, relating that to um, specifically how people feel like there is a dark presence around them and things like that, also going to typically people who enjoy extreme amounts of success in life never have ghost stories. And it's very interesting to me that that's the case. 
and I, I do believe there is a level of um, stress and there's a level of um, malcontent with, with maybe holes you have in your life or things like that that are related to some sort of these feelings. Um, that's one aspect of it, okay? Um, I, I think typically, too, when people... Um, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard plenty of ghost stories from, especially, and it's always things that people are related to. Remember the cheesy, uh, um, like Miss Cleo's and, uh, um, all those, me now, the, the medium, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the mediums and stuff like that. They're always things people can relate with their own personal life usually. Right. And I think that has something to play into it as well. And again, your mind can do amazing things. There's diseases out there that can make you see amazing things. Your brain can do so much that you really don't really take an account for just because as you walk day to day, your brain operates usually normal for the most part, and you just take things how it is. Um, the other aspect of this I wanted to tackle is more of a, maybe a, not really so much scientific as it is pseudoscience. Can I, but, can, can I oh, pop in real quick? So yeah. you were given the excuse or not the excuse, but the explanation. Wow. Of, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, call him out. Explanation of, um, I'm, I'm not even upset. I'm just, uh, the explanation <laughs> of mental illness tied in with like dark thoughts and a being that. And not the, even the, just mental illness. But, but how do you yeah. tie in the fact of having two people, one person has the issue, they sleep together, and then in the middle of the night, both of them have the experience. Both of them have the same story. You know? No, and I'm not saying like physical things that happen. I'm not relating that to that. You okay. know, I was I was more or less going to like, you know, when, when people feel like, uh, and when people get an exorcism or things like that and they feel cleansed from that, that's the same comparison I was making with how I felt literally I was comparing me going to the doctor oh, okay, as okay. the same thing as an exorcism. Okay. See, I thought you were so, like saying like, that's what it is instead of no, this is your no. experience. No, I'm just making the parallel okay. with like that feeling afterwards as, as if you were cleansed from a, 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 a some sort of ghost or that <clears throat> specter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, the other part of it, I, I strongly believe in, um, I, I, I'm really into like the Haldron Collider and particles and, and uh, quantum uh, physics as much as I try to understand it. I, I don't, but I know <laughs> some things um, that I, I, that I do understand. I read and I, I have a problem with faith. Okay. And I have a problem with religion. I don't like religion. I think religion's horrible. All right. And I think that <clears throat> the thought of an afterlife to me is the most human thing. And it's really at the epicenter of why I struggle with religion is the thought of an afterlife and the thought of an apparition of who we are as ourselves after we die, I, I take a little umbrage with that. And I, I, I think that when we perceive things to be, a, you know, you see a lot of ghost stories where they see in human shape 
or things like that. And but you always hear it's energy. But then again, when a lot of these are described, they're described as humanly shapes. And I, I don't see the I suppose what's the word I'm looking for? I, I what I'm trying to say is that it why it, do we it, lock it, ourselves to that form and well, something that and if that. it and if it isn't a projection of what you think it should be, why are we perceiving that? Same thing. It's honestly, I look at people who um, really follow this type of thing as, as, as much as a faith like Christianity or Christians do is how they look at heaven and hell. It's really just a different form of the afterlife thought. Okay, it's not, this isn't heaven or hell. We just go around and do this. It's really another form of religion for me, which I find the only difference is there isn't scripture. It's just based off of personal opinion. Um, and I, go ahead. Sorry, go, well, the thing is, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, no, part, of, part of the thing is, is that this is where I, when I talk to other people who are like super into like ghost hunting and stuff like this, this is where I end up catching a lot of hell too. Is that they're trying to tell me about demons and elementals and all these other things. It's like you're still thinking. Exactly. It's like you're trying to you're trying to say that it's like well we're looking for scientific proof. Yeah, but you're looking for scientific proof of a religion essentially. The t- the two can't really go hand in hand. And they, in a way, I mean, it's it's not not science to try and prove a religion, but at the same time, it's like if you really want to be taken seriously, you can't really focus down on saying that a ghost is a proof that a, some sort of religion or something is right. Right. Well, all you can't. A, it, all it is. And it's just the human mindset, again, just trying to categorize something that you're something that you've experienced or looked at. And if yeah. this if you are going to go into the afterlife, it's and we only reason we call it the afterlife is because we perceive a beginning and an end to life. And physics in general says that energy cannot be created or destroyed correct it can only change forms correct and the energy in this is what i was trying to get at earlier is that the energy inside your brain that you refer to that's firing off all the neurons and electrons in your brain is your consciousness now that energy that's in your body cannot be created or destroyed it can just change forms so what happens to that is the actual question that i always try and answer when i go into something like this right and and that's i think that's the question i i often ponder is that very thing is that what does that look like or what is that and you know and then going into, I think it's a good segue into my other point is like, you know, quantum physics and things like that and parallel universes and timelines and how time works. Um, I generally think that there is no, um, typically like, let's say places that are haunted 
are affected by um, a place that something very negative happened, right? Or like like you said, like you went to the cemetery, okay? And that if you look at um, timelines and how they work, sometimes they coincide with each other because different things happen because the variable that a lot of people miss in doing uh, equating um, these types of things is uh, freedom of choice, which I'll get into freedom of choice here in a bit. But freedom of choice allows different things to happen. Maybe Adolf Hitler didn't do what he did. Maybe, you know, in a different timeline, uh, different things happen, which would require timelines to change and coincide with each other. And maybe at these times, so when you heard someone say, you fucking piece of shit, maybe in a different timeline, someone was visiting that grave and maybe that person was a fucking piece of shit and they had to go tell them that <laughs> at that grave. You're, you're at that getting into the time. multiverse theory here now. Exactly. Yeah, and that's something I tend to find more friendly to my train of thought than anything else. You know, as far as even with poltergeists and, and things like that, I'm like, well, what, why not? Why, why, why wouldn't that be? I have a easier time understanding that than faith. But my last little point here, cause I know I'm like just jawing it up, but that's all right. <laughs> um, Freedom of choice, and this is where I do struggle with afterlife and faith, because this is why I say I'm not atheist, is that the one thing that really prevents me from going into atheism and makes me do believe there is something there is that our inherent sense of freedom of choice and our inherent sense of what's good and what's bad. That is nothing that any other creature on this earth or in our existence that we are aware of holds that same value set that a, 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 I've seen a duck kill its babies in person. We would never do that unless there was something wrong with us. Right. And we understand the choice between good and those, that duck did not, it was a sense of whatever happened in nature. Either he decided that those weren't his babies or whatever else he killed his own kind. That happens all the time in nature. We don't have that. We have the ability to choose to be good or evil because we understand what good and evil is, whatever that may be. So <clears throat> this is where I struggle with, you know, you feel something that is evil going on or you feel something that's spiritual that's going on. What exactly is that? And I don't have an answer for that. And that's something I've struggled with for a long time. But as far as <clears throat> I think, in my opinion, where I'm at now in my life, the, I think there is <clears throat> a logical explanation for a lot of these things. And the things that it, it's kind of like our previous or our other topic that we've talked about is UFOs. You know, it's it's one of these things where it's like for all this time, you get a lot of specials on Discovery Channel and History Channel and all the other bullshit channels where you have the same bullshit, you know, reality TV site where they, you know, they a cup tips over and everyone freaks the fuck out about it when it's clearly bullshit. And we have, you know, we don't really have any clear, well-known, documented evidence of these certain things and I struggle with that. And I struggle with if this happens so often, why haven't I experienced or why it just seems to me that people 
who may have had trauma or people who have maybe not experienced a lot of success in life tend to have these things happen more often. And I, I question why I don't know why I'm not saying that's the, the, the reason, but I question a lot of these things. <coughs> Sorry. Nice. I just, I just fuck everything up. <laughs> no, I just, just trying to make an excuse. <laughs> no, I'm not just kidding. <laughs> no, like, no, I was uh, holding that into your monologue so I could, I didn't want to screw you up mid thought with a cough. I, uh, I get, I get that point of view for sure. Um, it, it is weird. Like, you know, like me and Scott have had some experiences that you have not, and we've, it's not like you couldn't have, but then again, like if it happened to everybody, then it would be, you know what I mean? Like the, the, but this, why doesn't it? I think these are questions people who have or think these things have happened to them. I think they equally need to ask, equally need to ask why haven't they happened to everybody? Well, well, the other weird side of it though, too, is like I brought it, I keep bringing this up, but the, when you have those shared experiences, those seem more profound than anything one-on-one. Cause if somebody's like telling you, yeah, I woke up and there was a person there and it, it, you know, gave me, gave right. me a high five and then whatever, like that story, at face value is hard to take in and give it full credit because it's, you know, one-on-one interaction. When you have a story where like, like Scott said, three people in a house experience the same thing, you know, then you're talking about, well, why did those three experience it? Would, would, would it have happened if Josh was there? Are there, are are, the experience I had at JFK prep? I think I told you about one time. I don't remember. I vaguely remember it. I was in a room. I felt very, very uncomfortable. And like, I was holding on a weight because I was working in a haunted house at the time. And it took me a, I think I was around 170 pounds at the time to just like pull down with all my body weight to work this counter level to lift a different guy up on a board so he could go scare the crap out of some people. And I'm sitting here just waiting in between groups, waiting in between groups. And I started to feel really, really uncomfortable. But that was the only one who ex- saw anything. I didn't really see anything, but I experienced it. And as I'm hanging on this counterweight, I felt something grab me and pull me down to the ground. And it did it with enough force to the point where that board shot up and the guy that was laying on it's like dude there's no group coming in here what the hell are you doing and he's yelling at me well i'm scared shitless as to what just happened to me but i seem to be the only one that noticed something happened so i i didn't know how to how to react i just like well uh, i just kind of like if you're working in a kitchen or something and a cook starts going off on you for screwing up an order of fries or something if you're a younger kid, you don't know what to do. You just like freeze and kind of stutter a little bit. It's like, yeah, 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 I'll do, I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll do better. Right. Right. And then I just hung, like I sat there on that weight for the next hour and a half, just terrified out of my mind. But was, you know, like that's where you could pick it apart because it was a one-on-one was experience. The only, one, only one that experienced it. It's like, so ever since that happened, I've been sitting around going, did this actually happen? Right. Well, there's there's things that um, 
can happen to your body randomly. Like, you know, your muscles can do some pretty fucking wild shit. Like, I've already had it or, like, it felt like somebody punched my leg, you know, like, and it was just like, but it was a, it was a fucking uh, Charlie horse just, like, fucking kicking in and, like, just, oh, you know, and you fucking fall over. Or when you're walking and your knee gives out, your knee just gives out for no reason, you flop to the ground, like... I'm not saying that's what happened or what you felt, but right. it also could be explained that way too. And you're, you, you're in a state of thinking about being uneasy and then like it triggers some type of something in your body that just like freaks out. And that's what we all do. Anytime something like that happens, it's like you have to try and rationalize it. You have to explain it, which is why I got into it in the first place was I, I had to explain that one experience because that well, was the first one that ever happened. And so, after that happened, I had to try and figure out if it was bullshit or if it was something real. I'm sorry. I keep getting these fucking messages on my f computer that I can't silence for some reason. Anyway, uh, real, real quick here. I wanted to, I wanted to put this out here. Um, just to give the other side of things, when we first moved into this new house that we live in now, I would come down in the basement and do work, and then I would, like, we had the other room set up with a TV, and everyone would be asleep upstairs. I'd be downstairs, and I'd be watching TV, and all of a sudden I would hear footsteps running across the length of the house, and it would freak me out. I'd be like, why is Sawyer up? Go upstairs. He's fast asleep. Nobody's up. Dogs are laying down. What the hell? Come back downstairs. Sounds like somebody's running through the hallway again. Freaked me out a lot. A few weeks later, my wife is going to clean out the, the, the vents from the, the air conditioner and furnace in the house. And she calls me freaking out because there's like a fucking dead squirrel and a dead fucking couple dead mice. All these like critters got into our fucking ventilation system running. So I, I was hearing a squirrel fucking duh, 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 through the fucking metal housing of the furnace. And in my head, it sounded like it was footsteps. You know what I mean? So it's like that also can happen, too. So like those types of things, you know, the footsteps and all that weird shit like that was one of the examples where you could get a little peace of mind because it was literally just an animal fucking running through but yeah josh did yeah. you have some more oh, did you have a third part or uh you went through the two um i felt like well, you had another part to your uh yeah i kind of i just brushed through them quick because i would have been here all fucking night <laughs> explaining <laughs> my points because i get so long-winded um I, I mean, well, and just that point exactly is kind of what I'm talking about. Like, so many instances where this very problem hit. Let's just let's just pick apart one thing, right? Let's pick apart footsteps, right? That's probably the easiest to deal with. So many variables go into play to the point where you couldn't almost, and we're including like just just for fun, quantum entanglement, right? We're going to include that too. There's so many variables that people don't take into consideration, mostly because you can't, because you don't have all the information, whatever the information is. Um, and to what Scott was saying before was that that's exactly why I search for the answers elsewhere. Is that because the very reason someone says, I need to find the answer 
If you go at anything, you need to find the answer. You will find an answer. Whether that answer is right or wrong, I think that's a, that's completely subjective and that doesn't it doesn't matter really because until there is something that has and this is what I argue with, you know, I, I love debating uh Christianity with people. I absolutely love it. Um, Me too. Because I, I, I eat their breakfast, you know, like, <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, there are points that can be made the other way around, but back on track that there is really nothing. Even if I had an experience, I don't think I could get there. I, I'm telling you right now, I, I think if a ghost came up to me and said something to me, I would go, that can't be. That can't be fake. That's like, not it can't, true. It, it's, <laughs> That's impossible. It, it has to be some sort of space continuum crossover <laughs> fucking thing, man. Because I just, I'm so far attached from the afterlife and what that is. And I'm with you, Scott, as far as like, I do feel there is something more to um, people, but. I also feel like that law should apply with anything that's living. Um, if we're going energy cannot be created nor um, destroyed, I think that would have to apply to any living thing. And if that's the case, you know, the, the, the universe is ever expanding just because um, time doesn't stop. So... It's one of these things where it's, does that energy necessarily get applied to something that is recognizable? And that's what I struggle with. Or does that energy get applied in a different way once we are deceased from our bodies? I don't know. We don't know. But we have our suspicions. Mm, that we do. Should we close it out, boys? I don't know. Yeah, you satisfied? Good time. Never get it. Get it off their spooky stories off their chest. I. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Should we give ghosts a rating? Uh, yeah, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do it for aliens. Maybe we should do it for ghosts. I don't know. All right. So give ghosts a rating of diet soda, regular soda, or seltzer water. All right, Scott. <laughs> Um, there you go, Scott. Throwing Man, right in the flames. Think. Your news. So I had to throw. You, I had to throw you in front of the bus. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm going to give ghosts a rating of diet soda. Oh boy! And the reason I'm going with diet soda is because you think you know what's going on. But there's something else going on in the background that you're just struggling to explain. Fair no, enough. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, that was a good one. All right, Josh. Yeah, cool. Well, that sucks because I was gonna pick diet soda, and then it's got a way more nuanced answer than I do. But ghosts are definitely diet soda. Um, it's not the real thing, man. <laughs> the real soda's <laughs> out there. You're drinking the diet. Ghosts are in a thing. There's an, a logical explanation to why it tastes so bad. I'm, I, you get used to it and you start liking it. Yeah.
Are you, is that you're done? Yeah. Okay, ghosts are seltzer water because there's something going on there that you just don't know in the background. <laughs> wow. That was... That could have been uh, diet soda too. I know. I stole Scott's. That was the whole joke. One hundred percent. It's the same thing because seltzer water has natural flavors. What is that? I don't know. I don't know if that's natural. Wouldn't be natural. I got a big mess here. All right. Thank you guys so much for this episode. Of, uh, I almost said the wrong thing. Camping for assholes. Make sure you guys hit that like button. Thanks for coming subscribe. to Thumb Tacos, everybody. Yeah, no shit. Make sure you guys hit that <laughs> like button. Subscribe to the channel. Help us grow this podcast. We are creeping along, growing every week. We appreciate your viewership. Thank you so much. And this is where I clicked the intro, but I missed it. And here we go.